And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Hello and welcome to this week's Laird and Proud Complete Intermediate Championship Preview Podcast. The hardest one to win, so they say, so I got help to cover it. And look no further than the two Butterley brothers from the bars. Encyclopedic minds of Laird football. I'm very happy to share that with you. I got them on to cast an eye over the quarterfinals and rank the top eight teams left. So without further ado, here we go. Actually, before we do get going... I want to give a quick review of the weekend's action, plus me red stars, and I'm also going to make my predictions at the end. But first of all, a um, quick recap. The Jocks and the Jairs are through the semi-finals, the first two teams to the semi-finals. And um, hands up, I'll put my hands up, I uh, underest- completely underestimated the Geraldines. They are, um, they are a team that are predictable but in their execution they're hard to stop and Dara Hamill stepped up as a good aid for um, Jim McEnany and that proved to be the difference the Marys continue to frustrate there is um, a lack of dynamism up front for them there's no real collective uh, approach very individualistic in in that you look at the six forwards six of them are very good forwards but they don't seem to mesh well together and it's just it's just another disappointing year for the Marys, to be honest. Not as disappointing as last year or the year before. But to go out of the quarter final without really like they got it into one point to a one point game, but they uh, they need to go bold. They need to go bold and they need to just they need to just get, just go with go with the youth. Go with the likes of Kieran Keenan and I have him in the Red Stars now coming up. But just go bold, time to go all in. Just throw out all the chips and just throw them all in the middle of the table and just go for it. And that's next year. And but this year, staying at that, the jocks, the jocks are clever, clever jocks. They, um, they, this completely stretched the mockers. They made the mockers look really unmockers like. They um, usually the mockers are quite structured, quite tight at the back, and don't allow space. But JP Rooney had loads of space. He rolled back the years. He's just taking on that mantle. He's not messing about by coming off the bench and doesn't know whether he's starting or not. He's starting every game. He's still a class act and he's probably having his, one of his best seasons, if not his best. The, the ease he was knocking over points. 
and that's having a, a, a what would you say a positive effect all around the team there's that sense of calmness around it Sam Mulroy now is, has a bit of weight off his shoulders he's not the main man he's not the focal point up front suits him down to the ground he landed 2-4 the weekend really comprehensive 2-4 the big round mid of the field um, with Mooney Campbell and Morgan and Valetti off the bench they've paced up the side John Clutterbuck's back and wing back they're just they look really, really good, and you can see Tom Sullivan's back, Connor Whelan's back, Brian Barrell's back, even training with them. So they're building, they're building, they're building. They got through the group stages, but just getting through them. They played very well the weekend against the Moctis. Um, they did go down to three-point game, but they, re- they just responded really, really emphatically, going up the field with the next score, and they look good. They, they really do look good. They, they are certainly the top top uh, end of the championship uh, so far but Gerald and Jet they, they, they look good as well they march on and then in, in the uh, <coughs> junior championship the um, the Piercy they're in my top four there they made it to, to the final four along with Lloyd who had a very very uh, comprehensive victory over the um, Stabannon Stabannon the lowest team I ranked and they uh, they just just couldn't couldn't handle the firepower that the um, that Lloyd possessed and just a little, just funny with uh, with Lloyd. The midfield were untested. They're, sl- they're slumping in the second half. Only won the second half, one five to four points. Uh, the Bannon played some good passages of football in the second half, but they Lloyd will be disappointed, and it'll be a little niggle at the back of the minds going into the final four. Have they been tested yet? They're going to face the test in the final four. Be it who comes out of the next two games. Um, between the Tones and Lanlear and um, the other game between Roach and the Westerns and then there's also the Pierce as well. They are they are um, tricky as well. They can David Boyle landed a hat trick, stunning hat trick, left foot, right foot and crucial goals because the Malachies were quite were quite game for that contest. Pierce Carty back in the middle of the field with Smith um, transferred back from Claudie. They were competitive Dara Green returned on the wing as well. The two greens on the wings, and they were lively. And the Mulhollands and the Begleys were good chaps as well. So the Malachies have improved this year, and they, they can hold their heads up high. They did a good season. Um, and then, last but not least, is the uh, the relegation playoffs. And that it, the, the Gales turned over the Manis. The Gales look very good. Derek Crilly back in. Guiding them over the line, got them through it in a, in a really good victory and such a massive victory really for the the whole club. Um, staying up is vital. The O'Connells went down to the local rivals, the Joes, and he scored a point in the, from playing the whole uh, hours of football. The uh, Joes did have to rally and come back uh, from from that uh, from that lead that the O'Connells had for the majority of the game. They got a goal to put them ahead as well. The O'Connells. Um, Speculative enough goal, but uh, the Joes just grounded out, grounded, and they're, they're deservedly they're they're, they're 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 strong senior. Well, they wouldn't be a strong senior side, but they're a consistent senior side now at this stage. So it'll be a humdinger between the O'Connells and the Mannies. <coughs> I think they won intermediates after each other, one after the other, back in 2015, 2014, 2016. Yeah, around that time. Uh, O'Connell won, won it as recently as 2017 so they won't want to go back then they want to stay up um, but that's it so that's that's the quick roundup of the weekend um, shortlist drew, drew up from the Red Stars 
Um, just a couple from the Gerald lines. Fergie McDonald is really shining the left half back. He's lively. He's good in the transition. He uh, he's key to their the way they play. Match Corcoran had a good game as well around middle of the field. Powerful chap and uh, Dara Hamill stood up as well. Good player, accuracy, good acute angle points. Um, the Marys, Kieran Keenan, I mentioned him earlier. They need to build a, they already need to build a forward unit around him and him only, and stop messing about, stop wasting any more time. Get the reps into him, and uh, he he will be a man that will lead the Marys. He had a good game, he beat on the wing or moving inside. Keen Moran as well had a very good game. Still a young uh, profile. Just he's a creative sort of a player. He's just clearly like a street footballer, and uh, he showed that in the second half. Um, before he was taken off, in fact, he was about, probably the best forward, and he was taken off, and there was moments at the bank uh, of discontent that they couldn't believe he was taken off. Uh, after his point, the scores were hard to come by. There's a lot of free t- free kicks between Clarkey and Jim. Ball comes to the deck. <coughs> Excuse me, Moran could have picked it up. He decided just to stroke it off the deck over the bar. Creative point, good footballer. Um, Robbie Murphy continues to shine from the pierce. He's well, good young footballer. Kicked three pressure points when the Malachies were coming back into the end of the second half. Um, the Mulhollands I mentioned earlier for the Malachies and. Um, uh, what's his name? It's uh, I have his name down here on the sheet. It's Donald Begley, good chap as well for the Malachies. Um, Klusky, Daniel Bannon, um, two two good lads for nice footballers for Stabannon as well. Sean Hapney had a very good game. Big, strong, strong man. Like, um, played very well in the full back line that was under severe pressure from Talonstown. <laughs> Even when they moved them out into the middle of the field, he had a good, strong, positive impact on the game as well. So Sean had a uh, showed his strength. Um, Kieran McMahon's had a very good game for the for the Moctis and the one and only Kieran Bourne started. McCoo was a big loss, but he started for the Moctis and uh, Casey shows that he has something to offer. He has that ability to get out in front. It's not even nearly about pace, it's about pure movement and instinct. And you can see he has it, he hasn't lost it. And that's really, really reassuring for um loud fans. He uh they, they actually couldn't find him enough. It's probably an adaptation of usually running the ball and finding McCurry on the loop to go in through hand passing moves, whereas the ball needed to be kicked in and direct and quick. To to uh, Casey and it wasn't quick enough for the Moctis, but um, it definitely bodes well for the future. So that's the red start. Now I'll uh, let's get let's uh, let's introduce uh, the loud world to the Butterlies. As you all know, I am still involved in the intermediate championship, so I'm gladly joined by Totter's finest, the Butterlies brothers. Nicholas and Padraig um, in to do the IFC Intermediate Championship rankings for me. Thanks very much for coming in, lads, and helping Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us on. No bother at all. No bother. Um, before we rank other teams and pass remark on other teams, tough year for yourselves. Yeah, tough year, alright. Just things didn't go to plan. A uh, few injuries and that, and but look, still scrapping away and hopefully get a result in the next, next weekend in the relegation. You, you stayed up in the league. Yeah, I stayed up in the league, yeah. Stayed up. We had uh, the O'Connell's last game. Beat us by two points. The awful night below in Castlebellingham. But, yeah, no, it didn't. Uh, in, in the end, it turned out it didn't, didn't make a difference, that, re- that result anyway. So, 
lucky enough. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, next weekend, all folks on next weekend. Uh, yeah, we hung on. Disappointing year. We hung on in Division Two. In the end, we were happy enough with that. Uh, look, as this, as Patrick said, lads missing and different things. So you just have one of them years, yeah. ups yeah. and downs. You just take the rough, the smooth. But right, the smooth. You have played six of the eight teams in intermediate grade yeah. so far. Who's the two teams you haven't played? Uh, clans and the Brides. Okay. Yeah, well, we uh, played them a good few times, and yeah. Yeah, I played them a few times before. Played Brides more so. The last time I played Clans was geez, about two, two or yeah, three years br- ago. Anyway, the Brides pipped us for promotion there a few years ago, and then we played them in the quarter final, and we were lucky to just get over the line a few years ago. Yeah, so played them. We played, mm. played, played the rest of the others. Played. Uh, Played yourselves in the group. Played the Feckins. Played them the whole time. Um, played Kilcarry in the league. Played Cooley in the championship. Kevin's in the league. Uh, Hunterstown in the league as well. Yeah, uh, that's, that's everyone. So I'm gonna get you there to to do a ranking. We we'll rank these teams. Okay. We we'll go through them first, I suppose. Um, I I I take it you have both different top eights. Oh, we do, yeah. Different, yeah. Yeah, we it wouldn't do, yeah. be like you to agree. And no, no, no. I try not to have too many rows here on Earth's table. <laughs> so, who who is uh, who's coming in say at the at the, the lower end? Or who do you? Well, it's 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 not so much. I wouldn't say lower end. I think there's just in my opinion, there's two standout teams that's left, and then the rest of them, it's classic inter- intermediate, all very even, hard to call, and like. You, you, I was ranking these last night and I was like thinking Jesus this is harsh that's harsh but you just have to put a number against the team and that's just that but it's all fairly even and I wouldn't be surprised nothing would surprise me next weekend of the way intermediate is but um, yeah there's yeah, a, in my, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that uh, like sure sometimes the more you think about the games the more you change your mind as to win that kind of thing sure it's a minefield um, but yeah no the the yeah, there's a couple of teams up there at the top. Ah, there'll be a bit ahead, but I don't know. It's very hard to pick. There's there's not going to be much in it. As as you, it's always the hardest to pick. Like you could pick senior in your sleep. You could probably have a fair stab at junior from the start of the year. Intermediate. So it's it's just very even. Good even standard of teams in it. It's nearly who who performs in the day and who kind of just get that slice of luck. You know. Yeah. Jesus. Reading two things already, that's rare. Well, it's quite well, like, <laughs> it's like a family therapy here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what he's looking at? Who 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 for you is catching the eye? What is catching the eye? So, for lads at the top of the table, catching the eye. Well, will we name? Yeah, what name, quite, yeah. Whatever. So the two the two teams that stand out for me uh, are Matok and the Falcons. Like, um, I suppose right Matok. Start with them. Have to start somewhere. Uh, Excellent form going into this. Started off the league, they lost their first three games, and then they've picked it up since that. And it's kind of different to other years. I know a few of the Cullen boys used to work over this direction, and you kind of know it. But in the last few years, you you were flying early on, and then it kind of it was hard to maintain it. You just hit a bit of a lull. And then the Feckins, obviously, Feckins, they've won Division Two. They them as well. They have great form. They've only lost two games in league and championship all year. Um, one was a star game, so that I wouldn't read too much into that. They're missing the three boys, so they've one of the few intermediate teams with yeah. three county players. Yeah. Um, and then they lost to Hunterstown by a pint in the championship, and again, <laughs> they didn't finish the game with any other county players. Uh, 
black card for Bevan Duffy and the two other boys went off injured yeah, yeah. so like but and then that was only the last bit point to Hunterstown and then since that to beat them in the league the reverse form beat them with 10 points convincingly in the league well Hunterstown had nothing to play for but um yeah, so they're the two that you, that stand out for me. Well, yeah, so I I'd agree with that. Um, so like Colin, like sure, in terms of our key men, then like like you have David and Adrian Reid. Aaron O'Brien has been very strong all year. Like you have the two Carrot brothers, our feisty lads at the back. The the they seem to try and pick up Mark to pick up the Mark men from the other team and just seem try and seem to upset them playing. Um, they're strong all round, Colin. Um, they, work, they work hard. They seem to have a good management team in place with uh, Niall Callan and then Sean Kelly coming in along with Ernie Roach. Um, just play a nice brand of football. Always have this last twenty years or so. Like it, it's they're they're going well. And as like Patrick said, they are in form. Like the, that's one thing I noticed there even last week. Of nearly all the teams, a lot, not many teams even won the last round of the uh, yeah, league. Yeah. And like. I wouldn't always read too much into league, but that game in between sandwich in between the last group game and the uh, quarterfinals, it, everyone should have been targeting that for a bit of momentum. Like, um, but yeah. there was only two or three teams won. Colin won, and uh, I think the Falcons won. won. Yeah, Falcons won. I the, don't know with, with the Falcons, then you have the two the two Duffies, but I think um, I think Owen suspended, so that's a big knock for him. You have uh, Chinky and Bino, two good footballers this last seven or eight years for them as well. Paul Matches is a good player, up and coming. And Niall McCabe is fairly good full-back as well. And like Eugene Judge will have, sure, he's been around the block forever. He'll have done well drilled. Like um, He knows what it takes. He's managed senior team, lose senior team. Yeah. And, two, two other lads with the Falcons, Paul Matches. Did you say him? Yeah, no, sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, young lad, Ryan Walsh, yeah. he is a good footballer. I seen them play against the O'Connells in the league, top of the table clash. It was kind of early days, people were kind of earmarking whoever wins this could win the league. And Falcons took them that night above. But I was impressed with him. I didn't, I didn't really know much about him. But talented footballer, talented footballer. I think he's good. I don't good know. Good forward, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, good young forward. What age is he? I think he's eighty. I think he's in that yeah, yeah, seventeen set of he's, he's, okay. he's a big enough. He's a big enough chap as well. He can mind himself. But yeah. uh, no, I was impressed with him now when I saw him. Um, they have good style of play as well. Like they, yeah, they mix it. You know, yeah, like they're, they're not they're all defensive, they're, but they play to their strengths. Yeah, they're, they're very strong around the middle. They. They can, they're, but they're, they're stronger in the middle. Sometimes they can struggle a wee bit to put teams away as for as dominant as they might be in a game. But no, they are they're a good team now. Um, your man, you Mac, have where you have the Falcons where? Uh, I have I have the Falcons two and I have Matt one. Well, who and do you the opposite way around? I have the Falcons one, Matt right, two. But right, the, the, the I only heard there, Mc, their keeper is suspended as well. Yeah, and you got said off it, it's too. Yeah, yeah, his his kick out is usually a strength because. He could ping it, but he can drive it. He he can. He's not stuck in. Teams can't push up on him as much as other teams because he can. He can drop bomb. But whoever the, it it'll be interesting to see who they have to deputise for him. You know. Yeah. No. He he works like he's obviously not playing, but he does. He works great into the system because they're stronger in the middle and they have ball winners. And then when you have a lad that can kick at the length, then it's hard to pre- press up on them because they. It's, it's hard to press up on them because he can find them lads like the the Duffies and. Bino Devlin and them but uh, yeah no I have Fekins 2 and Mack 1 which look kind of toss of a kind sort of thing I just think Mack the way they're aiming at this year it seems to me that they're not aiming it's just the way it's going but they, they didn't go as hard early on as they did in other years 
um, and it's just it seems to be setting up nicely for him. So who's in the middle of the pack? In the middle of the pack, Jesus. So then it's like everyone. saying everyone, everyone. Mm-hmm. I like trying to rank them three to eight. It was <laughs> it was difficult. Yeah, um, very much. But so yeah, we'll start off talking. Sure, sure. Just pick one there. Uh, right. Um, the, so the brides, right here in front of me. Uh, yeah, so they're in Division One. Um, oh yeah, well, uh, the, it's funny enough. The games, the, there's four Division One teams playing four Division Two teams, and none of the teams have played that are playing next weekend of the games are playing each other, have played each other this year in league or championship. They've only there's only one game. Hunterstown and the Clans played each other in the Paddy Shield and Shield. Right, so you, right. won't, you won't read anything into that. But of the rest of them, none of them played each other this year. So no history. They yeah. no, well, they might have history from other years, but they won't know as much because yeah. team, teams can change from year to year, different managers and stuff like that. So it'll be hard to know what to, some teams might know what to expect from other teams as much as in other years where they've played them in leagues or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, but yeah, um, you're, you're going toward for the brides. Uh, no, sorry, no, I just had them here in front of me. No, I'm going toward for uh, Kilcarely. Who have you? I, I had the brides for three, so we'll stick with the brides. Yeah, brides. Um, yeah, they, they won their two uh, group games. They beat the Kevins by two and Tully Allen by a pint. Um, topped their group. I suppose, looking at that, people would have been expecting them to top their group. They're a Division 1 team playing two Division 2 teams in the Kevins and Tully Allen, who are only kind of in intermediate couple of years, so they wouldn't have been expecting. But it wasn't all playing same from like um, against the Kevins, they were in control. And then Kevin's came back at them, and but the, the one with two points in the end. And then against Tully Allen, they were behind before Sean Murray got a goal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, real quick thinking goal. Apparently, didn't see it now, but he uh, he got he got the free and took it quick, and that that got them up and running eventually in that game. And then they they closed it out. But um, like I know they didn't win convincingly, but to win close games is, is sometimes better than to hammer teams because you let you learn more about yourself while you're still winning. And you progress from that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was kind of I was think that's my lines of thinking there. The the probably not maybe I there's probably brides that I heard who probably said are struggling for a bit of form or whatever. But you're gaining momentum, getting wins under the belt, and sneaking maybe under the radar a wee bit. Like the they're a fairly strong team all over. Like Sean Murray has been very good up front. He scored. I think. So far, um, yeah. So then, one eight, one eight, and one three from play. He's been playing well. Paddy Riley in the middle has been the mainstay for them. If he can drive drive the team on, they'll have a good chance. Uh, Andrew Smith's fairly good at the back, and Emma Kirk is decent up top. Um, strong player. Obviously, they have uh, the stalwart Aaron Hyde to come on as well. Like if you never know, I, I'm not sure where they've been bringing him on. Uh, to me, it seemed like it makes sense to bring him on up, up in the square and as a target man, last 20 minutes, you know. Um, they're, they're a long time without a championship down in Knockbridge. It happened 1 1, I think, I think it's the 60s or something mental. I know with certain players, uh, that's a bit of a hang up. Maybe some of their older players, like, I'm sure it, it could add to a bit of pressure for them. Uh, like, they've been knocking around. And at high end of intermediate, and they've been in Division One league now two, this last two or three years. And just since the Robert Bridgeer lines a few years ago um, in the intermediate final, they haven't really got back to the same heights, um, which I'm sure would be kind of disappointing for them, you know. Um, so, like, look, 
curly look tail. Where do you have it's curly wings? Fucking, I have curly four. You have so, I, item four. So two, they're in enough. the top half. Yeah, yeah, like it's like having Kilcarry three and curly four. They're playing against each other. I like that was it was hard to know. I didn't. That was the hardest game to call. I thought the weekend, but yeah, curly they so they're they their form in the group. They lost Mark by three in the first game. Then they, they bet us out the gate in the second game. I won't even say the score. <laughs> I won't even say the score. But yeah, so they got back on track with that. They and they would have been. They, last year we played them in the quarter final, and uh, I'd say they kind of might have took us a wee bit for granted to do it and they known too much about us. But uh, they're this year they definitely didn't take us for granted and they bet us well. I'm surprised and, you don't have the ranked higher. Well. Uh, Two. It's, it's yeah, just no. like they won, they won well against us and they lost used by three like in a big win like that it's hard to know what to say about a team they don't, okay. they don't learn anything about themselves we, we it's, you're, I, I think you're way better off winning a tough game than hammering teams at the game well obviously like if it's knockout in finals and that's great to hammer teams but in early on you need to be learning about yourself um, come here then so but there, uh, sorry Dan just, uh, the last game in the league they drew yeah. at the Pats and that kept them safe and that's like that like, that, was, that wasn't a nothing game Cooley Pats are never nothing games so that, that definitely is good is alright form for them as well like Pats are still in the senior um, so they'd be happy enough with that uh, as terms of players go when we played against them I was impressed with your man Malone wing back very fit good yeah, footballer yeah. gets up and down the field can play ball and you're the Malone inside and uh, Sheelan as well two good two good footballers they hardly kicked a wide that day they were very good impressive against us but it's hard to read into them heavy heavy wins uh, Michael Rafferty went straight top scores oh yeah sure he's 2-10 or something I think 2-8 I think were against us we gifted him um, but he, he's still a good player and he knows what a post are like uh, Ferg Malone has been very strong he got got very strong this year yeah. uh, to target him a lot kickouts. Um, he, he as well as the midfield, he he's been kind of playing a bit deeper, or a bit more forward, maybe around half forward or full forward, but coming out looking for kickouts. Um, um, Conor McGuinness, sure, he's been around the block for them a good while. He's linchpin in the defence. Paul already mentioned uh, Dora Malone. Jerry is very good wing back. J- James O'Reilly's also a good wing back. Good he wa- he wasn't playing against us. I don't know. Not sure why. Maybe he was injured or whatever. Uh, and obviously Galleon Nets like sure he is a good good kick out. Um, you know he, he's plenty of experience. He's not going to let you down. You know like Jane, he's been good one of the best keepers in loud this last three or four years. Maybe longer. Um, yeah. So like that. Look, we have them four, but it's kind of tossed between and certain. Yeah. Things no, like, that. Um, yeah. I think that'll be the closest game of the weekend. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's a deja. It could be coolly be hoping. I suppose it's not deja vu for them. The second game in Dowdles Hill, the half three, exact same time as this. We played them last year in the okay, quarterfinals, right, right, right. and so they'll they'll want to get over that bogey, but. Uh, I don't think that it's, annoyed him too much either. It's, a, it's an extremely tentative nod I'd be given for Kilkerly, but look, it's Nick said toss of a kind stuff. Um, so yeah. then, right, so by looking at this, you're going to have a Division 1 team in the bottom half. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I'm just saying, yeah, we played them this year in the league. Uh, where are, steady team, they've been steady this last good few years. Um, I'd see the um, Brian Brown's younger brother Dean's come into the team and maybe one or two other young lads but these last three or four years they've been steady team they had 
Um, a few lads come off the under twenty one team with when you won it uh, with yourselves and Tully Allen. There was Paddy Taff and I'd say David Finn was playing in that. Probably Ryan Ward as well. Glenn Matthews probably was too. Yeah. Like, Dave Dave come through, but like, just the the small pick for, and they always seem to battle well. Like, understand? Yeah, like obviously they have Burnsy as well. Like if he turns on the style, he could be anyone on his own. You know, um, midfield are strong. Tony McKenna and Ryan Ward are pretty decent yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, and David Finn's good player as well. Um, I'd say I think he's wing back kind of at the minute, but he could play. Anywhere in the middle eight and do a good job for you as well. Um, so, so, like, there's a good, good yeah, balance so, so overall. The way, the way this kind of goes and it kind of rolls out, it's kind of like it's it's nearly not even a, a top eight ranking. It's like it's like a joint date, like a top uh, golf leaderboard. <laughs> everyone, everyone on top on a joint date. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So hundred percent. Uh, sorry, there are the one or two group. Oh no, did it? The one or group game against the Falcons by a point, and then the drew with the Young Irelands that got them through. Very tight group. Yeah. In the league, they. They, they haven't been going as well as other years in the league in the last few years they were always in the promotion playoffs come the end of the year this year they seem to have gone back a wee bit um, but um, yeah like Nicholas said like I was looking key players for the uh, Hunterstown and you list out a lad then I must have about seven lads here yeah, so yeah, they have a lot yeah, of good players really a lot do, of yeah. good players and for as Nicholas said a small pick they're, they're a team like and they can they play open football, play football the way I think it should be played. They're, they're a good footballing team, and but they can mix it if they need to as well. Like the likes of McKenna there is not afraid to get stuck in in the middle. Um, but yeah, they got through the tight group anyway. That was the tightest the tight groups. Um, and then in their last league game, they lost to the Falcons. But uh, yeah, good footballers there. Glenn matches Brendan Lennon as well. He's yeah. he's a good player. Paul Carey, he's getting on, but he's still he's a smart smart footballer. Yeah, um, yeah. Ryan Burns as well, and Burns's young brother came on. I was talking to a lad from Hunterstown at the game, and I said, "Oh, is that Burns? That must be Burns' brother." He goes, "Yeah." I go, "Is he? Is he? Is he good?" And he goes, oh, "He's no Ryan, but." And I said, "Being no Ryan's no bad thing. Ryan's good, hell of a footballer." Um, but so, uh, he got he was he's only a young lad and he's small. But Jesus, he wasn't afraid to get stuck in, and he wasn't afraid to take on the mantle to kick over the winning score that day as well. Like for a young chap. That showed a bit of balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's one, there's two left, two teams left. Clans. Where, Nicholas, where are you rating the clans? I had, um, I had clans, I think. I had clans at seven. Yeah. But, like, you had them a little higher. I, I had them at five, so we're kind of yeah. opposite with clans and Hunters 10. I have Hunters 10 at seven and clans at five. But yeah, yeah clans. Um, they are one team we wouldn't know as well. We have played them this year. Um, I know the loss of Kearney, Bet Plunkett's. Yeah, just um, tight game. Um, like it's funny. Like Billy Smith shot the lights out for him. He scored eight in that game, and then I'm not again. I was, he wasn't playing in the second group game. Um, like he's a big player for him. Uh, obviously, Conor McKeever there. Loud. Bob, Robbie Curran as well. Yeah, he, he's he's a good footballer. Uh, and Michael McDonald's good good defender. Uh, great engine. He'll uh, bombing forward all day and. I, he seems to be centre half though this year, not wing back. So maybe he's playing a bit more of a holding role. But he's a good player. He's with with the loud juniors there for a few years and stuff. Yeah, um, um, I was ta- I was talking to one of the Plunkett's lads uh, I know, and I uh, was just asking him uh, what way they were playing against Hughes, and he said that they they so Fitzpatrick was starting inside in the corner, but he came out as a sweeper, and they nearly have 
through sweeping his gore was acting as a sweeper as well okay. uh, and he's another like he's getting on years or whatever but he's a good footballer he yeah, is, he's, he is he's very, smart he's very good, smart. good distributor for yeah, him actually good, yeah. good passer um, and I think he's I think he's a vote agreed on eighth place have you um, yeah, full, we, full circle here he's a vote agreed on something like yeah, yeah, yeah was, um, we well, had the Ke- Kevin's in an eight now tentative enough yeah. I, uh, like I, I think they've, I think it's the fact that they've they're, improved. They're, they're they've playing they're Mac. I think they're, they're playing Mac. That is why I'd have them down lower. Like if they're playing other teams, I'd have I could have them up a bit higher. Uh, no, yeah, Mac are the form team, I think. But uh, yeah, Kevin stay. So this, they started off the year. Colin Kelly was over them, and now they've switched manager. They have uh, Johnny McGee in over them, and Johnny McGee <laughs> was with Kill McCud last year as well while he was with the Kevins, uh, um, and he knows how to win win games. So and they're. Uh, they have young lads coming through they've improved uh, they've, since, the one, since the one the junior they've, they've improved steadily like yeah. um, just and they keep gaining a player or two from from Dunderage the last two or three years like their key men are still the two Crosbys Key and Callan and Aaron Cairns is a good defender for them but like there, there's lads there coming through the whole time and they all seem to be doing a good job for them they all seem to work well together uh, but like if Keen Callan strikes for him, he could destroy any defence in the county. Yeah, he's, he's great good. at taking a man on, and he's always a good eye for a goal. Three, I think he scored two or three goals for the Loud Juniors this year on their campaign. Like he'll have no fear of anyone. No. And like yeah, there's still going to be a dark horse to take Matt on and grind out a result. Like it's not as if the 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 lost only by a couple of points to the Brides and like the Brides are Division One team, so they have no fear of Cullen. Um like that's what I say. A te- a te- like the exact, they'd be kind of in bonus territory. Like they've got to the quarterfinals the last couple of years, but like they may be thinking this is the year we need to step on yeah, a bit. Exactly, you know, yeah. um, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. But like, you just had to pick someone, and, and they, I suppose. Yeah. And it's gone knockout now as well. And they they're playing Mark, who who would have been favourites or up around favourite spot for intermediate for the last couple of years, and. They, if they get into Matt's heads and stay in the game for as long as possible, Matt could start doubting themselves. So they they'll uh, they'll definitely put it up to them. And the fact that it's a local element as well, being an underdog against a favourite, um, normally the team did be a bit. Uh, what would you say? They might fear them a bit, but knowing Cullen well, being so close to them, they won't fear them at all. They'll know these lads, and they'll be like, they are they are nothing special. Like there's nothing to fear from these lads. But yeah, like Nicholas said, good footballers there in the, in the two Crosbys and Keane Callan. And Can at the back is a, a very, very sticky defender. It'll be interesting to see who he picks up. Yeah, sometimes he plays as a sweep for him. He's smart. Like, um, He's aggressive. Yeah, he, but he, he can read He can read a game, you know, that sort of way. He, he um, that that's he, He's good at sweeping as well. Um, just cutting out in front of the, the opposition's target man, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the top eight there. That's it. That brings us lovely. It's a mixed bag. Yeah, it brings us lovely on now to predictions to finish. Um, going by what you've said, people can probably roughly guess where it's going to go. So we we'll, we we'll do a quick whip round. Mm-hmm. The first game in intermediate championship is the Kevin's against Mattock in Dunleer next Saturday night at five o'clock. So who are you tipping? Um. So I'm going with Mattock. Um, I, yeah, I I'd agree. I go with Matt up maybe by about three. Right, right. And then the next game in that double header is the the two Saints, the Brides, and the Feckers at half six. Who's yeah. going for there? 
Um, I'm going for the Falcons. Yeah, that's a tough one, tough one to call. Um, I had the Falcons at two and a bride at three. I, I think the Falcons will just scrape a win just about. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it was a draw. Um, that's yeah, the tie. I think that I, one is. It just, yeah, Falcons to form team. Good, good form going into it, so I think they'll do the business. And then on the Sunday in Dowdles Hill, first game up, half one, the Hunterstown take on Clannagall. Um, so I went on Hunterstown for this one. Yeah, I went with the Clans. Uh, oh, that's another thing I meant to say. I, the Clans have played them in the last few years. They just seem to have a bo- uh, the Indian sign over them. They seem to be able to beat Hunterstown. I think some teams just know how to beat other teams, and I think they'll beat Hunterstown. Yeah. One thing I know is the Clans, too, to have Ray McKay back. Uh, on the square, like monster of a man. Uh, Hunterstown full back line lacks a bit of height, so whether uh, to have someone near Mark to maybe go back and do a job on him or not, it could could just be something that um, that could swing it to the clan's favour. But I'm going to stick with Hunterstown. Yes, yeah. they played each other. They, they played each other in the championship. I think semi final of 2016. Um, clans won that, yeah. and then after the replay. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah, and then it was, yeah, convincing after the replay. Yeah, you're right. And then um, in the quarter final in seventeen, they played in the below in the Grove, and I think the clans yeah. the clans won by I think was it five or six really in the end. Came. Yeah, I think he done. He he, he, yeah, he was yeah. he caused a bit of damage, is right. Yeah, so clans for me. And then the last game in the intermediate quarterfinals is two heavyweights Kilcarry and Cooley yeah. at three p.m. in Dowdles Hill. Yeah, so the um, this for me is I think is going to be the closest game of the weekend. Really, really hard to call flip of a kind stuff. I'm going to go with Kilcarley. Just think the lads up top. Nicholas scores. I, I, I'm going with Cooley in this one. It, 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 it butchered. That's just shows to show you. It is fifty fifty. Um, like it, it's going to be a physical battle. I don't think either team is going to back down from one another. It, it'll, it'll be a hellraiser of a game. I'd say from that point of view. Um, it'll just come down to a bit of rubbing the green in the day, and who can. If they get their scoring forwards uh, on the ball, and like if if McNaney and Lennon uh, get going for Kilcarley, they could easily turn the Cooley over. I just think Cooley have a wee bit better form and just seem to be in a bit better of a run, a bit better run at the moment. Yeah, I just think Kilcarley, um, the like Cooley will try and make this into a battle. Kilcarley won't mind that at all. Oof, they're yeah. they're they're good strong wrestling team. They don't mind getting stuck oh, in, and I just think. The two boys up top, good scores, good head and Lennon and like I was saying earlier, McEnany's taking on the mantle, he's getting better and better each time you see him play. So yeah, Kilcarly for me. Brilliant. Great stuff, lads. Yeah. Thanks very much for coming in. No and bother, thanks, thanks for having us. Um, and thanks for the tea. It's lovely. No, no and best of luck with your uh, relegation playoff. Yeah, lads. cheers. And best of luck in the quarterfinals yourselves too. Thank you, thanks. Doesn't get much better than that, does it? Absolute massive thanks to the two lads. Um, just I told you, encyclopedias on the the loud football game. Absolutely a pleasure and honour to have them on the podcast. Um, really, really in depth. It's it's a uh, if you if you're a fan of this podcast, um, you, you would have enjoyed that. I know I did. Um, so thanks to the lads. And uh, before I go any further, I caught up with Stephen Sherlock from Glide Rangers, who wants to tell us about the Kieran Reid Memorial Game, which is happening this Saturday in Tallinnstown. 
Stephen Sherlock here from Glide Rangers who's going to uh, tell me all about the big game Kieran Reid Memorial game and uh, all that's happening around it uh, Stephen thanks very much for coming on that's brilliant to have you thanks very much so you've you's, uh, had a four peaks challenge I take it uh, with So Sad started last autumn or nearly this time last year we um, were obviously we're, we're developing the club and the grounds and we've new training um, grounds coming on so we obviously had to do a lot of fundraising so we were looking around at different way, different things to do and obviously the way Ireland has changed the GA has changed you have to do things differently you can't just be going to businesses and with your hand out all the time you have to do things differently so we came up with this idea um, um, uh, I, I put forward the idea maybe the Four Peaks Challenge uh, which is the highest mountain in each of the four provinces and you do it over three days and so it was around last September, October we, we the club decided to go with it and uh, we started putting the plan in place and we launched last November looking for people, uh, we were looking for 15 people to do it and the 15 people signed up and uh, we got together and, and started training and started doing everything right to, to, to get going and then at the end of June we went ahead and we did our, our four mountains, uh, everybody had the fundraising done uh, but at the very start before we launched we decided maybe there's something else we can do here, there's an opportunity um, again you know, it's 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 we're very much a community organisation, and the GA has to be that. And we started looking around and going, well, is there something we can do for the community? And so we came up with the idea that maybe we should put a portion of the money that we raise aside for charity. And with circumstances that happened in the village, uh, we decided to go uh, with the So Sad charity. We approached them and asked them to come on board as partner. They were delighted. And so part of what we're doing is not just to raise money for the club, but we were raising money for the So Sad charity as well. As like, I think it's, it's nearly affecting nearly every, every club in Ireland at this stage with suicide young, amongst young men and men in the community as well and it, it affects you with, with Kieran passing away many a run in with Kieran on the field tough man but it's very very uh, pivotal man in your community and club absolutely I mean Kieran was was the centre of the club himself and his family I mean it wasn't it wasn't just Kieran his whole family were involved uh, in the in the club I mean I, I I'm not originally from Talonstown um, but I came across Kieran involved in the ladies football and, and Kieran was a selector on the ladies team and uh, I coached his his daughter and in so you know I, from an early stage from my from my early days in Talonstown I got I was I knew Kieran and he was one of the first people that I would have met in the, in the village uh and he was very much very welcoming and a good representative for Talonstown of, of the community that I, I have become part of, you know. Um, and it was just, it was devastating for everybody. So it was a case of, well, what can we do here, you know, um, to help? And so sad in particular are a fantastic charity. You know, they're, they're not just counselling people who, who are, you know, on that on that brink and of, of, a, of a poor decision. Uh, they're also helping the families, uh, you know, and all that's around it. And so they're just absolutely incredible. And, I didn't really realise myself at first how much they do, uh, but we got involved with Madeleine McCann, who's, who's, who's involved with So Sad, and, and it's just incredible what they do. And it's it's trying to, you know, reach out, and as a community show, you know, there's always somebody there to help. There's always somebody there to talk to, and we're part of that, and the GA has to be part of that, and Glide Rangers is part of that, but all the clubs in Louth, I mean, the, the goodwill we've got uh, from across the, 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 the county is incredible uh, for this so it's really raised the issue so it's not just not just even about raising money it's about raising the issue and highlighting the, the what's going on around the place you know 
you're bringing the whole community again for uh, the Kieran Reid Memorial game. Do you want to tell us what's happening or who you are playing? Another another team, the Moctis, who are affected by uh, suicide in their club as well. So it's that's a nice touch as well. Um, so there's plenty to bring people out. Absolutely. Look, I mean, you have to say fair play to the Moctis for coming along, but you know there, there isn't a club in the county or indeed the country that hasn't been affected uh, at the, by by the issue. But uh, fair play to them; they've come on board. Um, the the reason for this is is it's uh, on Saturday the thirty first. Um, it's actually two of the guys who were involved, um, John Daly and Paddy Reid, Kieran's brother, um, who it's their fundraiser for the event because everybody that took part had to raise money and this is their big fundraiser so we've held it off as the last uh, event because it's to finish finish off the the whole four peak challenge Uh, and we're trying to get the whole community out get them involved it's a celebration it's not just a a remembrance of Kieran, but it's a celebration of Kieran, celebration of Kieran's family and just a celebration of community as well and it's not just about talent sound it's about everybody Uh, so we're just trying to get everybody out we're getting kids involved there's kids games going on be a bit of fun barbecue going on and uh, some of the adults might even take to uh, going for some beverages afterwards <laughs> might happen there's music uh, on that night there's music well. on that night and one of our own committee members uh, Liam Hennessy his band are playing the Rush Home Ruffians yeah. uh, they're playing in Smiths that night so it's just going to be a great day and a great celebration of Kieran and what, what he gave to the community uh, and a community celebrating him but not just him I think all all people that have been affected by, by this issue in, in the country Brilliant, Stephen. Thanks very much for coming on. Get yourselves down Saturday, 31st, in Glide Rangers. Stephen, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks very much, So there you are, thanks to Stephen, I'm honoured to have uh, help out to that great cause, um, like I said I ran into Kieran Mendy's time in the field, tough tough customer, so it should be a great evening and if, you're, if your club would like anything publicised, get in touch, I'd love to help out and, sh- and spread the word, uh, it'd be great. Right, some tidying up to do, let's get the predictions for this weekend. The lads gave the all the intermediate uh, championship fixtures, so I'm going to give my uh, the, inter- the relegation in the intermediate. First up on Friday night in the oh sorry no the two games are on a half eight. The young Irelanders take off take on the Plunkets in Darver. Plunkets have come into a bit of form, really good form actually. They, were, they could have pushed Kilkerley close seemingly. They. Um, won their last league game as well last two league games as well so they come into quite a good bit of form still think the Young Irelanders have too much for them so I put the Irelanders through in that one and then in Stabannon Glen Emmett's against the boys uh, the Finbars um, and I think the Finbars should have too much for the Glen Emmett's too um, yeah so yeah I'll go with that then uh, in the junior championship on uh, Friday night they're, they're both those games are 7-15 throw-ins in Stabannon the Tones take on Lanlear this could be closer than a lot of people expected um, the Tones who I admitted from my top 8 such where my head was at but uh, yeah no apologies to the Tones they're probably in 6 or maybe 7 position 6 maybe at a push they are um Tricky enough customers, but Lanlear with their attack and play should power on into the final four. And then the Westerns and Roach, another another tricky, tricky contest. Seven fifteen in Darver. Darver's an eerie enough sort of a spot for a championship game, championship quarter final. So that might spook Roach out of it as well. Tommy Dornan is the man. Like I said, if you want to go and see uh, 
a really interesting game of football and a good contest and just a good player going at it for his team. Tommy Dorn as well worth going to see in Darver. Who goes, who wins that game? You'd still have to fancy Roach overall, but I would not be surprised if Tommy turned them over and put the Westerns into the semi-final. So, moving on then to the doubleheader, the, the remaining quarter-finals in the Senior Championship on Sunday afternoon. In the Grove, 5 o'clock, throw in, Dreadnoughts and the Rallies. The Rallies beat the Dreadnoughts, turned them over in the league, but seemingly the Dreadnoughts missed a sight of scores that night. Um, this this is a game for this is a game for the Dreadnoughts to make a statement, and whether they're going to really push into that top two bracket with the Blues and the Martins, which looks very very firmly those as a top two, and then the Rallies could, could go out and win again. They have like I keep saying they have that really really strong forward line. It'll be an it will be an open game of football. Um, but you like to think the Dreadnoughts will have a little bit more quality when it comes to it in terms of pushing the limitations of the O'Reilly's defence like with Liam Shevlin's quality with Peter Kerwin the new lads on the block like Jay Hughes and Nathan Sutherland um, they will that's possibly where it will come down to but then in saying that the Dreadnoughts will find it tough to get the matchups to pick up Ben Rogan Baz Flanagan plays out in the wing it's a tricky enough position to pick up Rory Moore as well inside outside so it'll be it'll be complicated it will be full of um, intrigue so I'm still going to go with the Dreadnoughts still going to go with Dreadnoughts but it would not surprise me if the Rattlies won and the championship nearly needs a shock like that I know it got a bit of a jolt with the attack and play and the good football between the Moctis and the Martins but uh, the Moctis never really possessed the challenge of of a shock all in all so yeah Dreadnoughts and Rallies that'll be an intriguing contest and half six next Sunday the Blues and the Pats rolling back the years um, and the Pats will bring that physicality that the Blues will will kind of be tested in that department you know can they go can they mix it they, they, they reckon they can but the the Pats will really, really test that department for the Blues. Um, they have the like the Blues have the panel, they have the depth, they have the forward intensity. The Pats were found out more or less in that semi-final last year again. The Martins when they they turned on that higher skill level and that skill set. The Blues will look to do the same. Um, they will be sore after, but I still think the Blues will get through. So that's it. That's the pod. That's everything covered from. The entire uh, complete intermediate podcast to uh, an update on the last on last weekend on this weekend's football red start in there as well. Um, thanks to Stephen Sherlock for coming in and uh, letting everybody know about the Kieran Reid Memorial game this Saturday in Tallinn. And um, yeah, predictions for the following weekend. I'll have everything up on uh, uh, Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter as well. Thanks very much for following me and, get, and getting in touch. Um, I really feel the feverish loud football is, 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 is really there at the moment. I'll have live reports on the weekend as well. Looking forward to it. So thanks very much for tuning in and uh, chat soon.